0: no, radio.
1: This is the Light of Truth radio broadcast with Michael Boldea.
0: Well, well, well. Welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth radio broadcast. I am, as always, your humble host, Michael Boldia. And uh, I'm assuming that you're having a better week than uh, Brandon. Uh, I don't know if you saw this uh, over the Christmas weekend. Yes, I said the word Christmas. Uh, Now you can hyperventilate. Uh, but uh, somebody uh, actually got uh, one Mr. Robinette Biden to say, let's go Brandon, which is in itself utter hilarity, if not for the fact that uh, nations the world over uh, see our bumbling, dementia-ridden president, and the only thing they're seeing is weakness. That's it. We are projecting weakness. Our leadership is, on their best day, inadequate, inept, and incompetent. On their worst day, uh, well, uh, they have bigger plans for these United States, uh, and and they include the G word, which is globalism. Uh, If you go back throughout the history of this program, I told you that the fight wasn't between... Republican and Democrat, the fight is between globalists and nationalists. Uh, They've done their best to make you not be proud of the nation you live in. They've done their best to make you think that this nation is evil to the core. They've done their best to make you look back on the history of this nation and and not see uh, the fingerprints of the divine, both in its inception and its genesis, uh, as well as its continuity. Uh, yes, I still hold to the precept of Revelation 18. I still believe that this nation will be judged, but the, that, that doesn't nullify the fact that when this nation began, uh, the, the genesis of this nation and, and, and the first, you know, hundred or so years of it, it was touch and go. And some things you look back on historically and you go, that had to have been the hand of God. That had to have been the finger of God. There's nothing that can logically explain how we won that key battle or how we uh, did that key thing to help mold this nation into what it is. So uh, welcome to the program. As always, when we do record this uh, broadcast, I have a tendency of letting you know, just in case something breaks uh on the day of airing and you think I didn't see it uh for those of you that have kept up with politics uh Harry Reed uh yes the Harry Reed has gone to the great beyond to be welcomed into the arms of his lord Lucifer uh, And that's all I can really say about him. Yes, Harry Reid's the one that started this whole, hey, make up stories, see if they stick. And even if they don't, by the time the dust settles and everybody realizes we were lying and everybody realizes that we just made it up out of whole cloth, well, the elections will be over and we would have done what we needed to do. Uh, He he is very well known for what he did to Mittens Romney. Not that I'm a fan of Mittens Romney, Lord knows. But it was uh, one Harry Reid that started the rumor that Mitt Romney didn't pay his taxes. And when, after the elections, it was proven that Mitt Romney, with all his many faults, was a tax-paying citizen who didn't fudge his numbers, uh, Harry Reid's only response was, thus. We won, didn't we? So now you understand the caliber of human being that Harry Reid was. Now, granted, he might have found Jesus in the last few moments of his life, but if Harry Reid continued to be Harry Reid up until the moment of his demise, well, then his destination is uh, a foregone conclusion. So now you know when the program was recorded because this was fresh. He just... uh, he, he died apparently this morning. Allow me to sip my delicious beverage for just one second. Yes, it is here. It is in a styrofoam container because I don't want to make noise. Uh, by the way, uh, to I think it's the Ortega family. I'm not sure. Uh, they sent an email. Feliz Navidad. Ano Nuevo to you too. Uh, See, si, hablo espanol. I know. I can even do it with an American accent so I can bridge the gap because I can roll my R's. I'm I'm Eastern European. I know how to roll my R. But if I go too heavy Spanish, then, uh, you know, all all the pearl clutchers and the, the, you know, non-Spanish speaking individuals go, what is this? Anyway, Feliz Navidad. Merry Christmas. He said it again. Look at that. He's doubling down. Indeed he is. Why? Because there's bigger fish to fry than saying Merry Christmas for Pete's sake. So, where do we begin and what do we say? Uh, The first thing out of the gate is uh, understanding the psychology of certain people, because some of you are awestruck by the level of vitriol that some individuals exhibit just because you choose to live your life without fear, just because you choose to live your life without, uh, you know, bathing in Germex every time somebody has the sniffles. Um, this this happened recently. There's this this lady that completely lost it on an airplane, even though her own mask was down. She was yelling at an old man because his mask was down because he was eating and drinking something. It ended up that she punched him and spit in his mouth, so she got arrested. Uh, The the federal BI actually, you know, put down their donuts and said, Hey, ma'am, you can't do that to elderly people on airplanes. So, uh, yeah, she got arrested. But the question that I want to answer today is how... Having seen all the data that is available, do some of these people still lose their minds? How are they still so ingrained in their insanity where they're driving alone with a mask on, where they're on their sixth booster, they snuck in a few extra shots just to be safe, and yet they still get it. And when they get it, it's, it's the biggest intellectual fallacy of all. Well, imagine how sick I would have gotten had I not gotten the vaccine. I'm sorry. That's intellectually lazy. You don't know. I don't know. It may have been you would have been asymptomatic. Who knows? Nobody knows. But let's answer this question first and foremost before we get into other things, because uh, we we have things to discuss. It's not as though it was a bland week. Um. So how, how is it that people still, after two years, maintain their lunacy? And the only answer that I have that's, uh, that, that stands up to, to logical scrutiny, I guess is the best way I can put it, is that they're so heavily invested in the fear that they've been living with for the last two years, that to admit to themselves that most often you know, your symptoms are akin to a cold, what would would make them seem the fool to themselves, would make them realize that for the last two years, they've been living in an abject terror of something that did not require that level of terror. Some people will never admit to themselves that they got duped. Some people will never admit to themselves that they got taken. Some people will never admit to themselves that they've wasted the last two years keeping away from family, keeping away from friends sitting in their basement, terrorized out of their minds because the propagandists know only one thing, which is push the fear button, push the fear button. They're so invested in it that they're unwilling to acquiesce to reality. They're unwilling to look at the situation as a whole and go, hey, maybe it's not as bad as we were led to believe. Maybe 99.8% of people will survive it just fine. But they're so invested, they've invested so much of their life, it's become their identity. And whenever you try to poke holes in the reality that they've created for themselves, because they have no cogent, logical, reasonable argument to make, they lash out, either verbally or physically, like this lunatic of a woman who beat up an old man on an airplane. Now, I know some of but, but the cases are going up. Do you realize that there are people, 500 million at-home test kits, by the way, that were distributed throughout the nation. There are some people that sit at home, they wake up, they have their morning coffee, and they test. They have lunch, and they test. The reason the numbers are sparking, first of all, again, let's, let's recap for those of you that, you know, actually have a life and that don't keep track of every variant all the time oh my goodness what next uh omicron is a great disappointment to those that would use covid to further enslave the populace omicron is a deep disappointment to those that would use the fear of the COVIDs to gain complete control over people's lives it's not as bad as they hoped. And so the thing that they have to do now in order to, to, to keep the fear of going, because that's what you got to do, uh, is, is say that cases are increasing. Again, I've said it before, long ago, still hold to my logical thesis. Mortality rate. That is the only thing of concern that is the only thing of import how's the death rate of this variant compared to the others two people died worldwide one in texas and one in england probably well not probably i guarantee you there must be at least two people in the world that died because they were picking their nose so so ardently that they poked through and hit their brain or something Two people. But we got to keep the fear train a moving. Il dottore Faucci's is looking at vacation homes now. We can't let his Pfizer stock sink. So now it's the number of individuals. Case numbers are spiking everywhere. What about mortality? Now you have certain pockets in this country where people are just out of their minds insane. So the moment they do an at-home test, and they test positive, even though, eh, symptoms are mild, they rush to the ER. You have no reason to be in the ER, but you're there taking up space and time of medical staff that's already understaffed because, hey, we were going to fire all of those people that weren't vaxxed. But this is what fear does. It makes people act and react unreasonably. The ERs are packed not with people on their last leg waiting to go towards the light. They're packed with idiots that even though are mildly symptomatic or asymptomatic, tested positive with an at-home kit. Oh, my, should I write my will? But people are so invested in this narrative that you getting jabbed saves the lives of others. How? How? You can still get it. You can still spread it. How exactly does me putting something foreign into my body... I know, Don Lemon loves putting things in his body. I'm not one of those people. Leave me to my proclivity as I leave Don the homosexual Lemon to his. If you enjoy putting things in your body, Don, by all means do so. But me, leave me alone. So... Apparently this 51-year-old this woman uh, who was an actress for a minute and then became uh, a realtor is now facing federal assault charges after striking an 80-year-old man while on a flight from Tampa to Atlanta. And what was the argument about? The old man was eating his lunch and drinking something And this woman lost her marbles. Do you understand this? This woman is facing federal charges. Because she allowed fear to overwhelm her. And she saw an old man drinking something, and and, and to her, he was death personified. And now... Nobody talks about the fact that her spitting into his mouth, uh, if we are to believe the narrative that COVID is a death sentence, then this woman should be charged with attempted murder, shouldn't she? She doesn't know if she had COVID. She spit in a man's mouth. That's it. Attempted murder. And if you want to understand who's pushing the fear, uh, the CDC finally decided, okay, come on, we can't we can't do this to people. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna you know shorten the span that you're supposed to quarantine yourself. It went from ten days to five days, and guess who's up in arms over it? Establishment media. Cast doubt on the CDC's shortened five-day quarantine guidance. Why? Because they are making boatloads of money, keeping people afraid. They're making boatloads of money, keeping people terrified. Ah, That was good. When the CDC was uh, recommending that everyone stay home glued to their televisions, the establishment media didn't have a problem with it, did they? But now, isn't it it still science? It's the centers for disease control. If you believe them in one area, you have to believe them in the other. Me, I don't believe any of it. My days are in the hands of Almighty God. I will live as long as he has me live, not one second less, not one second more. Move on with your life and stop being afraid. But, Establishment media sees their dollars dwindling and they can't have that. So when the CDC was recommending all these things that kept people at home and glued to CNN, not a problem, not an issue. But now, now, now you're threatening their money chain. Now you're threatening the dollar-dollar bills, y'all. And they can't have that. So, The establishment media on Wednesday cast doubt on the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, shortened five days quarantine guidance over concerns that the updated rules are driven by money and not science. I've said it before. I will say it again just for posterity. When these people start starving to death, and I'm not talking about Don Lemon. He's not going to starve. But the people that have been listening to him, the people that have been living in terror and fear, see, because it's been all right, hasn't it? You got a little money from the government, you got extra unemployment, but that's all gone, son, because you can't keep printing money without devaluing your currency. We talked about it, and we haven't entered the hyperinflation phase yet. We're just, you know, courting inflation at this point. We're flirting with it. You haven't seen the true effects. And it's not going to stop. But when these people that were talked into being terrified of their own shadow start starving to death, then perhaps they'll wake up to the reality that certain nefarious individuals willingly and willfully kept them terrified for two years for profit. But see, now, because uh, the CDC has shortened its five-day quarantine guidance, or shortened it to five days, they're up in arms. <sighs> After nearly two years of flip-flopping coronavirus guidelines by the CDC and il dottore Antoni Fauci. The establishment media is alerting readers: the latest quarantine revision is unacceptable. The New York Times published an article Wednesday uh, to that effect, titled "Will shortened isolation periods spread the virus? There is no mitigating it. You can't you can't stop the spread. There's no such thing. The whole Two weeks to flatten the curve started because they thought hospitals were going to get overwhelmed. Hey, guess what? You know where the greatest uh, concentration of coronavirus cases per capita is? I'll, take it, I'll let you take a wild, wild guess at it. Because uh, they were mocking Ron DeSantis left and right. They're, oh, look at Florida. They're all going to die. We're just going to walk into the empty homes of the Floridians. Take them over because they'll all be dead. Uh, Restriction-heavy, D.C. and New York report highest coronavirus cases per capita in the U.S. So not only uh, have you been sitting at home afraid of your own shadow, just just saran wrapping your face anytime you went outside not only did you allow the state to jab you repeatedly even though eh, long term studies haven't even been done now you're reporting the highest coronavirus cases per capita in the US meanwhile the free state of florida and the free state of texas they seem to be doing okay just okay you know why because nobody's pumping fear into them nonstop because these are actually reasonable rational human beings because well if i get it i get it i have the sniffles for a few days and i'll get better This is, again, when things went their way, they were very happy with it. When they were telling people to quarantine for the rest of their lives, well, there you go. It's the CDC science. Science says you should stay at home. Well, now science says, eh, five days is plenty. Nay, nay. To me... It feels honestly more about economics than about the science. An associate professor of immunology and infectious diseases uh, told the Times, of course it does. Look, again, maybe, maybe that's what we need. Maybe we need to get to the point of people literally starving to understand just how insane we've been over the last two years. Maybe that's what's necessary. Listen to this. Because, because you need to understand the fact that all of these people that some look up to as the science, remember uh Fauci Fauci said, if you're doubting me, you're doubting science, because he is science after all. If that's science, I want to put it in the dirt, to be honest with you. But that's just me. I'm a hot-headed young man. I'm not young anymore. I'm, I'm almost 50. But still, this is their explanation. Look, just so you understand what they've done to you for the last two years, why was it 10 days and now 5 days? The CDC director says this. It really, really had a lot to do with what we thought people would be able to tolerate. But I thought it was science. It really had a lot to do with what we thought people would be able to tolerate. CDC director Walensky says on why the CDC shortened the isolation period from 10 days to 5 days. But what about science? The same thing goes for that whole six feet apart thing. You're being lied to every day by people who are profiting from your fear. And if you don't know God and if you're not a believer, that's fine. This is your life. Your life is now terror. But if you're a child of God and you're as fearful as the godless, there's a problem with you if you exhibit the same emotions as the godless do, if you exhibit the same fear and the same terror as the godless do, what sets you apart as a believer? What, what sets you apart as a child of God? That's the question. So yes, now uh, you have to sit in your basement for five days and not ten. Why five days? Because eh, that's what they thought you could take. Maybe in a couple of months it'll be three. After that, I don't know. Six hours. Take a nap and have some chicken soup they're They're gonna keep trying to push the fear until at least the midterm elections. Unless a new variant pops up, I don't think they're going to do it. People are over this. And evidently, other big cities aren't, aren't getting the memo. New York is going to be a ghost town. Boston now is going to be a ghost town. Even the police unions are exploring legal options to fight vaccine mandates. Look, they are destroying the infrastructure of this country with mandates for something that, mm, for most people, is no worse than the flu. You still think it's about your health? You still think it's about your well-being? It's about power. It's about control. It's about directing people and controlling them with fear. But, have no qualms, Uh, If you thought uh, the justice system was working again in this country, well, you were wrong, of course. Uh, And I think this is largely why uh, he resigned, is because there was a backroom deal that was done at some point where uh, Andrew Cuomo wouldn't face any criminal charges. And that's the, the latest breaking news out of New York. You know, that place, New York. All uh, you need some gasoline in a match, man. I think it's done. Uh, no criminal charges for Andrew Cuomo. Of course, because, you know, why would there be? Um, so it just goes to reinforce the idea of a two-tiered justice system. It just goes to reinforce the idea that if you're on the right uh, political aisle, you can get away with even the most grotesque of things. And, um, hey, you know, they'll, they'll look the other way. Now, there is one other article that I wanted to get to. Because uh, it's, it's something that you're going to need to keep an eye on going forward. Just so you understand the difference in reaction. Uh, French mosques forced to close for inciting hatred and advocating jihad. So, they they closed the mosque in France because it was inciting hatred and advocating jihad. Uh, Again, American prophetic, even though it doesn't have to do with America. Just watch the Muslim community in France go absolutely bonkers over this even though the reason they were shut down seems to be legitimate. If you're inciting hatred and advocating jihad, you deserve to be shut down. But that's not the point. The point is they close, they close one mosque for legitimate reasons, and I guarantee you Paris is going to be in flames. They will get out in the streets, they'll protest, they'll burn French flags, They shut down all the churches in this country and not one peep. You've got spiritual leaders advocating for the jab as though it's the next best thing since the blood of Jesus. They bring Christ into the mix. Well, Jesus would have gotten the vaccine. How dare you? See, we could learn something from the other side. When something happens that they're unhappy with, they make their voice heard. Now, some do it violently. I don't condone that. But don't just sit there like a sheep and say nothing. Well, you know, uh, I, I don't... A mosque in France has been shuttered after authorities accused it of inciting hatred and advocating jihad. The great mosque of Beauvais has been ordered to close over sermons that authorities claim were inciting hatred, violence, and advocating jihad. The order announced on Tuesday is to become enforceable after 48 hours, uh, though the lawyer for the mosque was said to be seeking interim relief against the order. So, this is something that you need to keep an eye on. They closed one mosque for apparently... Uh legitimate reasons, and these people are going to go nuts. I'm not again there are certain things that you could look at and go, Hey, we could be a doing we could be doing a better job at that as believers. We let the world run rough shot over us to such an extent that they have no qualms about mocking Christianity, making fun of Christianity, uh, you, you know what they're doing, you know what they've done. And it's a small step to go from verbal mocking and verbal persecution to actual persecution. Because if you don't say anything when they're mocking your Lord and Savior, why would you say something when they start beating you over the head for showing up for church? You're giving the godless license to persecute you by staying silent. I don't... Look, what's coming is necessary. The persecution, the hardship, the famine, all of it is necessary. Because only in that kind of melee will the wheat and chaff be sifted to the point that there will be a separation. That's the best way I can put it. Right now, there are countless people who are believers in name only. Just because they throw a couple bucks in the church plate but acquiesce to all the world's demands doesn't make them a child of God. Stand by your principles. Stand by your convictions. It doesn't matter what the world does or what the world says. But see, we're, we're, we're situationally saved. We're situational believers, aren't we? Well, you know, brother, we can't. We, we're going to pick our battle now. Stop, stop being a situational Christian. Because that's why the world has managed to accomplish what it's managed to accomplish. Because so-called believers aren't real believers. They're not standing by their convictions or principles. They're just, well, we'll go along to get along. You say, what? Yeah, which sleeve? Which sleeve? Which arm? The left or the right? One in each? Okay, okay. Can I go back to church now? Well, no, no. Have you gotten your boosters? How many? As many as we say. But I thought it was just Two. I thought, just one, two, and done. That's it. Ooh, we, we, can, we can go back to freedom. Nay, nay. You were such a good sheep with the first two. Why not keep it going forever? You were so docile and obedient. Such a good little lick spittle. You went along so readily that why shouldn't we maintain our boot on your neck for the rest of your life? Hmm? I'm waiting for an answer. Tell me, why would they stop? Why would they? Well, all right, I guess we're in an endemic now. It's always going to be around. People are going to get sick. But, hey, we have therapeutics, blah, blah, blah. No, vaccine or nothing. I don't care if you have immunity. I don't care if you've had it. If you're not vaccinated, you're killing people, and we should put you in prison. What, you think these people will let the foot off the gas? They won't. Because right now they're unwilling to look at themselves in the mirror and say, hey, we were terrified for nothing. Two years. Look, il dottore Fauci still has not come out and said, hey, there are viable therapeutics. Do you understand that? The man who is science. There are doctors being threatened with having their license pulled. To practice medicine if they prescribe therapeutics proven to work, because it will cut into Pfizer and Moderna's bottom line. You still think it's about your health? <sighs> but hey, you know, the, the the rapture's coming, brother. We shouldn't concern ourselves with this. We're we're above all this. Yeah, but you still rolled up your sleeve, didn't you? So don't tell me you're above it. You acquiesced, you submitted, you obeyed. You did what cowards do. You were a situational believer. Again, I'm not I'm not I'm not judging anyone that decided to do it. If you're old, if you had pre-existing conditions, whatever. But if you did it just because you didn't want to have to deal with the world's animosity, if you did it just because you didn't want to deal with the world's hatred, if you did it just because you didn't want to deal with the world looking down on you, oh, look at those backward people. Why don't you believe science? Because apparently your science is horse-pucky. It's not a vaccine if you can still get it and spread it. It's just chemicals coursing through your body. And it's unknown what the long-term consequences of those chemicals coursing through your body are. So stop. If you did it because you didn't want to have to deal with the repercussions of the world, then yes, I call you a coward to your face. And only you know why. I can't judge the why, only you and God know, but we give in so easily to the dictates of the world that it makes me wonder how many will truly stand when the mark of the beast is eventually rolled out. Because it is a thing that the Bible says will happen. I'm sorry. I, well, are we here for it? If if we're not, then what's the point of the whole story? What, it's it's heathens giving each other the mark. It's not as though they believe in Jesus anyway. But we're not supposed. To. Who said? Who said that you're not supposed to be here? during the times the Bible specifically and explicitly discusses as the children of God having to go through. If the book was written for those who believe, if the word of God is foolishness to those who do not believe, How, how could you logically and reasonably talk yourself into believing that those passages don't apply to you as a believer? I mean, go with me on this. Paul says that the word is foolishness to those who do not believe. But to us, it's, it's, it's life. So, if the words therein were not intended for believers, what would have been the purpose of including those words in the book to begin with? So this is my, my, my deep thought of the day. If we acquiesced so easily to something just because we didn't want to deal with the hassle, how will we contend with something that will mean our livelihood and our ability to feed our family? If we acquiesce to something just because it was easier to do so, Having done it once, what makes us think we won't do it again? That's the question. And I know it's not a question that many believers want to contend with. But you will have to at some point. You have to be honest with yourself. I understand it's an easy thing to to, to have quirky sayings. It's convenient to be able to quote Scripture out of context and all that jazz. But at some point, the rubber will meet the proverbial road. And you'll have to make a choice. And if you've already chosen the easy way out when the stakes were so small, do you have it within you to choose the hard path when the stakes will be so much greater? Now, I'm not trying to bum you guys out. I'm not trying to depress you. I'm trying to to prepare you or at least get you to prepare yourself because worse is coming. The Bible tells us that worse is coming. And if we don't believe what the Word of God tells us, we do so to our own detriment. It's not as though we weren't told. It's not as though we didn't know. It's that we chose to believe other voices. Now, I'm trying to figure this out in my head before I let it out because I have to walk a fine line. I don't don't want to scare people, even though the times that are coming are scary. As children of God, we can look at something objectively, understand that they will be terrifying times, yet at the same time, simultaneously, understand that God will be with his children. See, we can chew gum and walk at the same time. It's not an either-or proposition. The caveat here, the thing that we need to focus on is the reality that God will protect His children, not those who purport to be His children. Saying you are something and being something are two very different things. And the question that you need to ask yourself, and I'm talking to somebody that perhaps is the first time hearing my voice, but the question that you need to ask yourself is, are you truly a child of God? Or are you just presupposing that you are because you waved a hand at a crusade? You went to, to, I don't know, a something-something concert. I don't even know any Christian artists. I, how's that? And I'm not going to say you went to one of Gino's concerts, because Gino doesn't have concerts. So, uh, you know, you went to a concert, you waved a hand, and that's it. You presuppose salvation. No. That's not the way it works. So the most important thing for you right now, the thing that will determine how you will fare, the season of sorrow that is about to descend upon the earth, is, are you truly saved? Or do you just think that you are? Because if you are a child of God, not just in name only, but if you are truly a child of God, then the things that are coming upon the earth are confirmation of God's foreknowledge of those things. God spoke these things before they were probable. He spoke them before they were even possible in certain cases. Because you have to acknowledge the fact that these prophecies that were written three, four, five thousand years ago well, not five, but you know, you know what I mean. These prophecies seem credible and realistic to us today because we understand the advancement of technology, where a third of the world could die in the blink of an eye. Imagine the fortitude the men who wrote these things down had to have when in their mind they couldn't reconcile their current existence with the idea that a third of the world could be wiped away in the blink of an eye. Yet, they faithfully recorded what they saw. See, You you read certain end-time prophecies that were written by Jeremiah and Ezekiel and John the Revelator, and you see them trying to make sense of the things that they were shown. You see them trying to make sense and, and, and contextualize things that to them would have been impossible in their time. Again, easy for us to look at it now and go, well, yeah, I can see how that could happen. A lot more difficult when they didn't have running water or electricity, huh? So when you begin to see these things, Luke tells us, don't be frightened, don't be upset, Don't freak out, but look up. Because your redemption draws nigh. He who foresaw these things has made a way for his own. Well, yeah, that's what I've been telling you, brother. We're going to get raptured. Pull back on the throttle a little bit. See, I do believe there is a catching away. The only thing we disagree on is the timing. I wish it were so. I wish, I don't know, tomorrow morning, however many million believers would be gone in the blink of an eye, including myself. But then all those things that the Bible forewarned about would have been pointless. See, when, when, when God warns of something to come in his word, it's not the world and the godless that he's warning. It's his children that he's warning. Just, just so you understand the kind of clown world we live in. Because the mandates apparently in cer- certain areas and in certain professions still going forward However, a Navy ship was sidelined with coronavirus outbreak despite 100% immunization. I'm going to let that sink in while I sip my delicious beverage. A Navy ship was sidelined with coronavirus outbreak despite 100% immunization uh who are you going to blame the un unva- the fish the fish that they caught off the starboard side weren't vaccinated the fish gave them all the covid and yet the narrative remains the same doesn't it a u.s navy ship is moored alongside in guantanamo bay after an outbreak of the coronavirus, despite its crew being 100% immunized, the Navy announced on Christmas Eve. Uh, now, if on that entire ship, one person would have not watched where they were going and they would have banged their head against, you know, some sort of metal rafter and died, that would have been the headline. And out of an entire ship which is 100% immunized, yet there's an outbreak of the coronavirus, not one person has died. But they never look at the positive aspects of any story. It's all about the fear. Are you afraid enough? No. (gasps) Spiking everywhere. Positive tests are spiking. Well, eventually they're going to run out of people. See, they're not thinking this thing through, are they? Eventually, they're going to run out of people to test positive. There's only 300 million people in this country who have been at this for two years. Now, I don't have the time. I got kids to feed. Someone please do the math of two years times however the average individual cases are. And come up with a number for me, because I I guarantee you we're getting close to either everyone being vaccinated, even though apparently it doesn't matter, or everyone having gotten it and gotten over it. The Navy said in a statement, the crew is 100% immunized. and all COVID-19 positive sailors, sailors are isolated on board and away from crew members. Uh, listen to this. A portion of those infected have exhibited mild symptoms. So, back to where we started today. Uh By all accounts, the symptoms of uh, Omicron are akin to a mild cold. So rather than freak out and stick Q-tips up your nose every day, all day, why not just say, hey, I have a mild cold. Let it run through your system, get some antibodies, and go enjoy the sun. We can't here in Wisconsin because it snowed last night. But there's still a little sunshine peeking through the clouds. And you know what? Once I'm done recording this, I'm going to go breathe some fresh air, enjoy the sun on my skin, and realize that it's going to get worse. And because God promised his children that he would not abandon them, That he would not fail them. That he would not forsake them. I'm okay with that. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being with us. Uh, Thank you uh, for the weird things you people send. I don't know what compels you. I guess something I say at some point triggers you. But thank you anyway. Uh, Happy New Year. Uh, if you thought 2021 was bad, I guarantee you, uh, 2022 is uh, you know waiting in the wings with a lead pipe. So don't get overly excited about a new year because, uh, yeah, happy days ahead. God bless you guys. Thanks for listening. Gino, if you've got anything to say, it's yours.
1: All right. Thank you, Mike. Well, I want to share Psalms 91 because we have to trust God. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and fortress, my God, in him will I trust. Surely he will deliver thee from the snare of the faller and the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. The Christian can claim all that, that God is our refuge and our strength, our fortress. He'll deliver us from the snare of the fowler, And you know what? It doesn't say you won't enter the snare of the fowler, It doesn't say you won't have pestilence. It says God will deliver you from that. And, he, and it says in verse 5, Don't be afraid. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, or the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. Notice, the Word of God says, do not be afraid. And that's what Mike addressed. There's a lot of fear out there. There's a lot of uh, fear, and it's palatable. I hope that's the right way to say it. In a lot of people, they're afraid to go to church. So many churches don't have church. They have Zoom or they still have some kind of Facebook or FaceTime service. They're afraid to go to the grocery store. They're afraid to leave their house. I, I do understand the world being fearful, but I don't understand the Christians being fearful because God says constantly in Psalm 91, don't be afraid. There, right now we have this plague. We have pestilence. We could be living in Africa where there's numerous pestilences going on at any given day. Half the world does not even have clean drinking water. So in our country, we should be able, the Lord, and be thankful for his many benefits. Verse 10, there shall no evil befall you, neither shall any plague come nigh your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep thee in all thy ways. Even many Christians have gotten COVID, many and many have been healed, and many have survived. In fact, I think the rate of mortality with the COVID is point is under 1% as far as uh, that goes. And so we have to trust the Lord. Trust the Lord with all our heart. We can't lean on our own understanding. We have to acknowledge Him in all our ways, and He will what, direct our path. So... Is it easy to trust God? I think a lot worse is coming down the road. I think uh, you read Revelation, you read the bowl, the seal, the trumpets, you read the judgments, they're, they're worse than COVID. And we can't faint. We, surely the church cannot give up and say, you know, throw in the towel and be full of fear. Is it easy, Oz, to have faith? No, it's not easy, but it's the most healthiest route to take trusting the lord he takes great delight when we put our trust in him so thank you so much for listening to the light of truth broadcast god bless you appreciate it thank you for listening to today's broadcast the light of truth with michael baldea if you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast please visit our website at handofhelp.com if you have questions about our ministry, You can email us at handofhelpoffice at AOL.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you.